Welcome to Take 10 with Pastor Don. I'm Don McGarvey, the pastor of Troy Mills Christian Church in Troy Mills, Iowa. I love this time of year, the Lenten season, culminating with Easter or Resurrection Sunday. I never grow tired of reading the portions of Scripture that refer to this time in the life of Christ. One of the events recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke tells about the time Jesus cleared the temple courts for the second time. The Gospel of John records a similar event that probably happened a couple of years before this second time, and that's in John chapter 2. We've learned from historical writers of the time that this market or this bazaar that had been set up in the temple courts was owned by a former chief priest by the name of Annas. And yes, that's the same uh, Annas that Jesus is brought before right after his arrest in Gethsemane. Don't you know there was some built-up anger towards Jesus over those two times where the temple got cleared of Annas's market? It cost him a lot of money, and that was the whole purpose behind it. It interfered with his plans for his life. <laughs> if you read through John's account and then read through the accounts in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you will note that there is one difference. I don't know that scholars make such a big deal about it, but I think it's worthy of mentioning. In John's account, which we think happened in the early ministry of Jesus, Jesus says, stop turning my father's house into a market. But in the accounts of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus refers to the temple as my house. What's the difference? Well, I think Jesus is announcing his deity, that he too is, he is God. He is God the Son. Well, I was always taught as a young man that the reason for Jesus doing this, clearing the temple, was because of the corruption involved in the market. The animals sold and the money changing was for the benefit of the pilgrims who had traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover. We're told that the population of the city of Jerusalem would swell by several hundreds of thousands during Passover and the Feast of Pentecost. Now they would have not they would not have traveled with animals that were needed for the sacrifice, and so they would need to purchase them. And since they came from many other countries, they would not have had the correct currency. So the need for a currency exchange was present, as was the need to purchase the correct animals for the sacrifices. In Matthew's account of this event, Jesus is quoted as saying, You are making it, the temple, a den of robbers. Now, I was taught as a young man, and we assume it's so, that there was some corruption involved. The exchange of money was not a fair exchange, and the prices for the animals needed was exorbitant. But I think there's another reason for Jesus clearing the temple. The part of the temple that was used for these markets was the only part of the temple that foreigners could come to in order to worship or to receive ministry. It was also the only part of the temple where Jews who were blind or lame 
could come to. So with these markets in place, ministry to foreigners and to the blind and to the lame and was eliminated. Matthew records something for us that's not recorded in the other accounts. In Matthew 21, verses 12 and 13, we're told how Jesus cleared the temple. But then, with no fanfare whatsoever, it's almost as if it immediately happened. In verse 14, it says, The blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. I've always been amazed at how when a place was made for people to come to for ministry, they showed up. I think that's still true. If we make our churches, and let me make it a little more personal, if we make our personal lives a place for people to come to for ministry, they'll show up. God will direct them to us because he knows that we're going to be prepared to minister to them, that we've kept the temple, which we are now the temple of God. We are the dwelling place of God. Just as the temple in Jerusalem was the dwelling place of God, you and I have been declared to be the temples, the dwelling place of God. Now, over the years, I've heard many sermons and lessons based on the clearing of the temple. Most of them were good, at least the ones that I can remember. But I think there's a, a personal challenge in this story that often got left out. Since we are now the temple or the dwelling place of God, we need to keep our lives clear of anything that might corrupt ministry. We need to make sure that we are prepared wherever we go for ministry to those who are standing in need. And I don't need to tell you that our world is full of folks who are in need. A few years ago, I took a course uh, from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and, and the very, one of the very first things that they said was that you should always assume that seven out of every ten people you meet are going through some sort of tragedy or tough times or challenges in their lives. Whether they look like it or not, they're going through that. So we need to stay ready. In our world, there are many folks who are hurting. Some have been blinded to the truth. Some are limping through life, and they need a healer. And we are the one who is in their path that can lead them to not only their Savior, but to their healer and to their source of help as they journey through life. Going back to the story of Jesus clearing the temple, I, I felt a little tug to share this with you. As I was thinking about this event, I got to thinking how there was a need for currency exchange and the purchase of the animals for sacrifice. They weren't bad. The truth is that both were needed and both provided services for the travelers in Jerusalem. But someone, and eh, we're not going to point fingers, it's not necessary because we don't know. But someone let them get out of hand and they became larger than life itself. Ultimately, they became barriers to ministry. I mention this because things that become barriers to ministry don't always have to be evil when they start. They can be good things that for some reason get out of hand. We try to make them more than they need to be. They cause us to get our focus off ministry and onto something else. That's when they become evil and we have to clear the temple 
in order for ministry to happen. Solomon warned us in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 that we must continually guard our hearts because our heart, our inner being, determines the course of our life. And so our challenge is to make sure we're always always ministry ready. Whether you're a pastor or not a pastor or just someone who goes to church, someone who loves the Lord and someone who loves to serve God and to touch the lives of others, we always need to stay ministry ready no matter who we are, where we are, what we're doing. And we need to guard our hearts so that things don't get in the way of being able to minister to people with real life needs. Well, that's it for our Take 10 uh, for this week, and thanks for joining me. If you would, please take a moment and hit the subscribe button on the platform you are listening on. And thanks for doing that. Thanks for joining us today, and God bless you. Have a great, great week.